All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What a wonderful Wednesday afternoon. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 and also live on Oilers Nation YouTube, where, of course, uh, you can be part of the show. Gonzo yesterday got some uh, ticks. He'll be uh, going to tonight's tilt. Who knows? Maybe he'll be uh, getting down there early if you want to watch some bull busting. Yes, a little uh, bull riding. Uh, PBR is putting on some uh, performances uh, around 6 o'clock tonight if you are making your way to the game. Now, who's playing? Who knows? Because evidently, this is such a meaningful preseason game that the Oilers and Canucks are like, we're not putting out our lineups. Are you serious right now? Like, there are times when I'm like, NHL, grab a clue. A big one. Like, it's It's laughable. To be honest, like, what's the secret? It's a preseason game. All right. Now, I do know McDavid's playing with Kane and Brown. Hyman's playing with Drysaddle and um, Nugent Hopkins. Stuart Skinner's starting in goal. We assume Sutter's playing with Fogel and Yanmark. Nurse and Bouchard. Now, I have to think, unless they're injured, Nima Linen and Kemp could be playing because they haven't played yet in the preseason. And uh, then a few other D-men. Uh, also, Chase on and uh, Carter Savoy have yet to uh, lace it up in the preseason. So I just like Vancouver. This is this is the note that they I said. We will reveal our lineup in warm up. Why? That's my only question. Someone explain to me what is so important about a preseason game that you can't tell your fan base, your paying customers. Who's in the lineup? Like, they're doing this in preseason. And uh, eventually, I do, you know what? Money talks. And eventually, some of their gambling partners will say, hey, wait a sec. Right? We we, we have lots of people who are like, hey. And really, if, if people kept emailing to all the big uh, gambling places and said, guess what? I'm not wagering on the NHL games because I don't know who's in the lineup. Sorry. Trust me. Then they would be calling the NHL. Hey, we need to get this stuff out there. Right? The NFL has a mandatory timeline, Connor Halley, on when they have to submit who's in or out. Right now, they have questionable and doubtful and all that stuff. I get it. But they also have a minimum time, a few hours before the game, that you have to declare your roster. Yeah, you get the inactives leading up to it about an hour beforehand. Throughout the week, it's mandated. Uh, if you don't or you're found lying about that sort of thing, there can be punishment with the daily practice reports. Yeah, it's it's very, very regimented in the NFL. 
And for a preseason game, Gregor, like, what are you trying to hide? Why not let fans know, like, maybe they want to wear uh-huh. a jersey of a, a player who's playing. Like, who really cares? It, nothing to be gained or lost from it. It's it's the same for every team. It's nah. And especially being at home, too. Like, do, do your fans a solid. Let them know. Yeah, I... Uh... I'm somewhat uh, perplexed. Flummoxed would be another good word. Well, you can uh, share your thoughts. You can text us 833-401-1440 is the uh, text line for Jiffy Loop. Also, email us, Gregor, sports1440.ca, Connor at sports1440.ca. Uh, lots going on in the uh, world of sports. Of course, uh, last night, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays got shot out. So they got five games remaining, and uh, you look at the wild card spot. They are one and a half games up on uh, Houston. Oh no, sorry, one and a half up on uh, Seattle. Yes, no, two up on Seattle, one and a half up on Houston. So they're they're in a pretty good spot still because Seattle and Houston play again tonight. Only one of them can win. So even if the Jays lose. They're still going to be, at worst, a game and a half up on Houston, a game up on Seattle. If they win, then they're going to gain more ground on one of Houston or Seattle. So, good problem to have, but uh, you don't want to be backing into the playoffs. Uh, The Jays have been playing fairly well as of late, but uh, last night got blanked by the Yanks, which is uh, not ideal. Hey, Gregor, did you say McDavid and Drysdale are both playing? Yes, they will be playing. Um, Kane, Brown, and McDavid are expected to be aligned tonight. Nugent Hopkins, Drysdale, Hyman aligned tonight. Uh, the order's first unit power play, expect them to get some looks tonight. And uh, based on what they've done for the last four seasons, I'm going to go out on a real risky limb here and say if the orders get at least three power plays, they're getting a power play goal tonight. It's just that simple. It's that simple. Hey, Gregor, maybe they don't know 100% who's playing from Shanzi. Why? Are you telling me? Come on, Shanzi. You think they got that many injuries? They would know who's not playing. Pretty simple. If anybody's remotely banged up, it's like, guess what? You're not going tonight? We got five other preseason games. That's not it at all. So, um, because if anybody's close to like, well, are you banged up yet? Well, why would you even risk it? It's preseason. There's no reason to risk it. So I am not, I'm not buying that. I'm just, I'm sorry. There's no excuse for this. There's absolutely no excuse for it. There's no reason for it. None makes absolutely no sense for an organization. So see where that goes coming up on the uh, program today. Oh, also huge trade. Damon Lillard is now a member of the Bucks. Was it last week where Giannis uh, was on record as saying, hey, you know what? Hey, I love Milwaukee, but if there's a better place for me to win, I want to win. And uh, just over a week later, boom, they go out and get Damon Lillard, one of the best pure shooters in the NBA. That's a massive deal. Also, uh, Aiton is now out of Phoenix in that uh, three-way trade. If you missed it, it was uh, like the NBA. Give them credit, man. They they make big deals, huge deals, right? Three way trade. Uh, Drew Hall, uh, uh, Drew Holiday, uh, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Kamara, a first round pick, and unprotected uh, swap rights go to the Blazers. Phoenix lands Yusuf uh, Nurchik, Grayson Allen, Nazir Little, and Keon Johnson, and Milwaukee gets Damon Lillard. So. It's a pretty good deal. Pretty good deal, I'll tell you right there for uh, for the Bucks anyway. You know, like they're for, the first rounder they gave up is in twenty twenty nine. Like now, and we all know first rounders in the NBA are way different than first rounders in the NHL because if you look at the NBA, like their top, I would say almost like their top ten picks. Then when, then it's almost like second round equivalent, then third, considering they only have two rounds, but there's only so many players to play. Right? And, and it's not like you go 20 deep in the NBA draft of having really good players who are impact players right away. So you give up a, a late first round pick. If you're Milwaukee, you're thinking, nah, whatever. Honestly, the odds of that player 
being a big player for you, not a big deal. So. Hey, Greg's, it is pretty funny, especially Vancouver's playing tomorrow. Maybe they just don't want to get shut out 10 nothing. <laughs> Sign Pete. Oh, could you imagine? Like they come into Edmonton tonight and the orders absolutely throttle them. It would be, uh, it would be something, I'll tell you. Um, obviously not good. Now, there is a story uh, in the NHL, and I'm sure many of you have, uh, have followed this story for a while, have been touched by it, whether it's on social media or not. You've, you've seen the interviews. Uh, Chris Snow has been an assistant general manager for the Calgary Flames for many years, and uh, he's been uh, battling an you know, awful disease for a long time. He's been a trooper about it. Uh, his wife, Kelsey, has been uh, very open about their journey. She's a writer. She's written about it, uh, just the emotion that goes along with it. And it's, uh, you know what, it, it's been... It's been, to me, it's been really inspiring, also sad at the same time, right? Chris has uh, ALS, and earlier today, his wife, uh, Kelsey, uh, tweeted out that uh, Chris became unresponsive and went into cardiac arrest. Paramedics and doctors were able to get his heart beating again, but a scan showed he suffered a catastrophic brain injury caused by lack of oxygen, and the doctors do not expect him to wake up. Quote, my chest feels cracked open and hollowed. Chris is the most beautiful, brilliant person I've ever known, and doing life without him feels untenable. Hug your people from uh, Kelsey Snow. And I know that the Orders and the Flames have a real big rivalry, but, you know, that there are certain things. It's like you watched how many Flame fans kind of got behind Ben Stelter in, in his fight. And I, I think many Oiler fans felt the same way about uh, Chris Snow and, and their entire family and their two young kids. So our our deepest condolences to uh, to Chris and the Snow family. Uh, and then Kelsey ends that very well with uh, hug your people. Um, you know, Chris had had beaten the odds for many years with his ALS diagnosis and what he was able to do and what he kept doing. But... He's a father. He's a husband with with young kids, and you know what? I can't. Uh, I can't imagine, man. Like uh, what his young kids are going through, what his wife's going through. So, as Kelsey says, hug your people today. And for a while, you can put a pause on the uh, the Battle of Alberta. I think uh, this is something that's bigger than the game. And so, uh, our deepest thoughts go out to the entire Flames organization. All the people that uh, Chris Snow touched, and of course uh, his family and everybody else. Hey, Greg's is the game on TV tonight? Also, wonder if they've kept Brown and McDavid together through camp, and now the first region game means they're leaning that way for the top line. Uh, yes, the game is televised because it's on Sportsnet, so uh, good for uh, Oiler fans. You can watch the game on television. And if you're wondering why this game and not all the Orders preseason games are televised, well, the Vancouver Canucks, their TV deal includes their preseason games. So, similar to Toronto, but uh, Edmonton's doesn't. Now, some preseason games, you can say, hey, it's probably good they're not televised. But the diehard fans will say, what are you talking about? I want every game televised. I want to see as much as I can. I don't care if McDavid or Drysaddle are playing, and that's fair. So... Uh, tonight's game will be televised. Uh, Saturday's game against Vancouver is televised. You can watch them all at Oilers Plus, of course. But if you like it, uh, watching on the comfort of your big screen on your channel, and maybe maybe you don't have Oilers Plus, this will allow you to watch it tonight. Um, I do think that Brown and McDavid have kind of been together. The two lines have been the same two lines all camp. Now, they could switch, potentially, but I think Jay Woodcroft is going to give it a little bit of a run here. With Kane, McDavid, and Brown, Nugent Hopkins, Drysaddle, and Hyman, and to me, like those those lines made sense. Nugent Hopkins isn't as productive with McDavid as he is with with Drysaddle on actual point production. Don't give me goals for percentage because whatever. I'm talking actual individual production. He produces way more with Drysaddle, eight more points in thirty fewer minutes. So. 
Now, maybe that's because when he plays with Dreisaitl, McDavid's taking the tougher matchups. You have to take that into account. It's a possibility for sure. Kane, I think, you know, bigger body. I think maybe a little bit more of a shooter than Nugent Hopkins is naturally. So he fits in. Now, it's funny because you look at McDavid's numbers and, you know, they, they weren't great last year. Now, Kane only played 41 games and when he was coming back sometimes. He's coming back from injuries. So, you know, it wasn't like a banner year for Evander Kane, which is why when you see people talk about McDavid, and we'll get into it next, but Sidney Crosby brought up 170 points, which might seem crazy because it hasn't happened since 1989. Only two players in NHL history have scored 170 points. Gretzky did it six times in six consecutive seasons from 82 to 87, ranging from 183 points all the way up to 215 points. Crazy. And uh, Marilyn Mew did it once. He had 199 in 1989. Now, he had 60 three other times. 160, excuse me, three other times. And uh, Gretzky had over 169 times. So McDavid could become the third guy if he gets to 160 even, which is still pretty big. Heck, if he gets to 156, he'll be the third player ever to 156 points. So I think uh, McDavid, when you consider, did you know that last year, his assists per 60, lower than usual, even though he set a career high there. And at five on five, I'm talking. His five on five production by his standards was lower than it has been for quite some time. And his his shooting percentage was up because he scored more goals five on five than he ever has. But his on ice shooting percentage, meaning when he, other guys on the ice, they're not scoring it can go up based on his career average. So there are reasons to believe that McDavid, even though he scored 153, could score more. Now, some might counter say, yeah, but Gregor, they had an unreal power play. Fair. But I looked. So the Edmonton Orders, the last four years, their power play has averaged 29.1%. Crazy. In those four years, it's 29. So last year, the Orders were 32.4. Let's just say that if they, you know what, have the same amount of power play chances and they're only 29% this year. That's nine fewer goals, right? So maybe he loses nine points if he's in on all of those goals, right? It's not like they're going to drop from 89 goals down to 60 unless they have a significant decrease in the amount of power plays. That's the key. The orders were sixth in the NHL last year in power play opportunities with 275. The previous year, they had 235 which would have ranked 24th last year. Power plays across the league were up. And unless the NHL wants to put their heads back in the sand, I would like to think that power plays will still be around the same this year. They're not going to put the whistles away. They're going to actually do this crazy thing and enforce the rule book. So if they do that, you combine McDavid and uh, by his standards... A below-average season 5-on-5 last year? There's lots of reasons to think that he can get to 160. I know it sounds crazy, but I think it's very possible. Obviously, health is the other big wild card that you can never predict at all. So, 218 uh, coming up on the uh, show today. It is, uh, we'll get to some uh, tips for you on uh, who is it Wednesday coming up at 3 o'clock today. we got another, uh, I'll just, uh, I'll give you a few uh, quick hints. We always like to make the first ones broad, right? Um, had a pro career of uh, of nine years. Has a ring. It's rather important. And was a third round draft pick. Those are the first three hints for you. We'll come back. The Jason Greger Show. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. Welcome back. Wednesday afternoon. It is game day on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where their largest gold ball draw is happening. $68 million. Good luck. You can play at PlayAlberta.ca. I'm Jason Greger, alongside uh, Connor Halley. Hey, Greg's, is it uh, Matt Green? Ooh, good guess. But I think Green was a second-round pick. Was he not? Let me double-check. I thought Greener 
was a second rounder. I could be wrong. Matt Green, do do do, second rounder, forty fourth overall. So, not a third rounder. Good guess. It's got a ring. Third rounder, nine year pro career. So there you go. Let's get to the oil report now. Brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. If you're looking for a ride, oof, I highly recommend the XC90. They have all their their new electric vehicle and the SUV model. Try it now at Canada's number one Volvo dealership. VolvoEmonton.com as we are joined now by Tyler Remchuk from uh, Oilers Nation. Ty, how you doing? Gee, you got a new haircut. Yeah, I did. I went and, well, you know, Frank Saravalli's coming to town, Greg. So when Frank comes, you oh. got to make sure you're looking your best. Yeah. Well, hey. did now, nah, But you didn't dye your hair gray for Frank. That would have been nice, actually. I think he would appreciate the gesture. That's not a bad idea for next time. <laughs> you should try it. Yeah. Um, you know, lots. Well, there's not a lot going on as far as the orders go. But, um, you know, it, it sounds like uh, Brandon Sutter is going to play again tonight and might be playing with uh, with Yanmark and Fogel. Um, you know what? I, I think him and 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 Peterson are obviously battling for the the number four spot. Uh, the wild card, of course, is Raphael Lavoie. If he has a really good camp, then you know they might have some tough decisions to do. But what what did you, what were your early impressions of Sutter, and what do you think you need to see from him the rest of the way in preseason for him to earn a contract? Yeah, I, I think a game like tonight's a big moment for him, right? Because he's getting a chance to play on a line with two players who, hey, if you look at the depth chart, if he were to crack the team, like that could very well be his line mates opening night if he was here. I thought he's been fine early on, but I think this middle chunk of preseason games is going to be where we really see what Brandon Sutter's got in the tank because it should be games. We should be starting to get to games where you're playing more NHL competition. I think that's a really big thing. But honestly, the, the preseason's one thing. I almost, I'm of the mindset that no matter what he does in the preseason, I would almost start him in Bakersfield for two weeks just to make sure that conditioning is up to snuff, just to make sure there's no lingering long COVID issues. To me, the last thing you'd want to do is wave Raphael Lavoie because Brandon Sutter's on the team and two weeks from into the season or three weeks into the season, it's like, oh boy, like we ran into some issues that we didn't think were a problem in the preseason. All of a sudden he can't go anymore and you've already lost Lavoie. So I don't know. I, I, as the camp goes on, I'm just starting to think that no matter what, you keep Lavoie for a couple of weeks and send Sutter down to get that conditioning up to the speed it needs to be. You think Lavoie gets claimed? I think Lavoie would get claimed. I, I think if you're one of those bottom 10 teams in the league, Gregor, that's a six foot four guy who scored basically every second game in the back half of the AHL season. I, I think if you're a bottom 10 team, you want, you want to take a chance on that guy. Yeah, I, to me, it all depends what he does. If if all of a sudden we get to the final preseason game and Lavoie doesn't have a goal in the preseason and he's never played an yeah. NHL game, like, um, I, I agree that, you know, there, there is the temptation to say, hey, this guy could play for us. I totally get it. But every year there's lots of those guys around the league who have played three years. You know, now they're waiver eligible and they don't get claimed. Right now, maybe it's because teams, you know, a lot of cases they look and say, well, we got a guy similar and not a lot of players are six foot four. It's valid who can shoot the puck like Lavoie. But I thought he had a decent first game in Winnipeg. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was bad. I just didn't think it was great. And he's got to show a little bit more for me to make it a for sure he gets claimed. I think I think it's one that makes you think, but I'm not locked in that he'll get claimed yet. The good news is he has what? There's six more preseason games on the Oilers' schedule for him to. to well, figure he it out. probably gets to play three, I would yeah. think, right? Maybe four. Yeah, probably. I'll be interested to see if uh, how they kind of handle that workload with him and Sutter, and you know, in those final couple of preseason games, do we get both of them in? I wanted to float one your way, Gregor, because I saw someone bring this up on Twitter and or X or whatever we're calling it now, and I wasn't sure if it was actually a problem or not. But the Oilers' top six for tonight, it looked like when I first saw the line rushes posted out, it's going to be kind of what a lot of people assume the top six would be on opening night of the regular season, is it a mistake not to be given guys like Holloway and Petrov and even Lavoie some looks with McDavid and Drysaddle in the preseason, or is that making something out of nothing? I, to me, I wouldn't, because as Raphael Lavoie himself said, I'm not making the team in a top six role. 
I'm making the team in a right. bottom six role. So yes, you know, maybe you play a game with McDavid to get his confidence, but Evander Kane only played half a season last year. Dust, uh, not Dustin Brown. I always call him Dustin Brown, but, um, Connor, Connor Brown, Brown, of course, only played four games last year. He hasn't played in a calendar year. And if you want him to be on the top line, cause you got to remember, McDavid's only going to play probably three preseason games, maybe four, but I'm guessing it might just be three, right? He'll play tonight. Uh, he's not going to play Friday in Calgary. Then I would guess he would play one of the two games in Vancouver and Seattle. And then, you know, maybe both of the final two home games or maybe just one, right? Like it's three, four at the most. So there's not a lot of time. And I think if, if you're Jay Woodcroft and, and the whole message has been from the team is we got to be ready. We got to be ready. If you know that Raphael Lavoie is not playing top six, I don't see the reason to play him in the preseason in your top six with McDavid. You can play him top six if McDavid's not there, just not with McDavid. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a fair point as well. Play him where he's probably going to slot in. So maybe games with Ryan McLeod and things like that. Things like that give you a more accurate read on what you'll get in the regular season. Tyler Ramchuk uh, joins us. Bouchard, a nurse uh, on paper, makes a lot of sense to me. Does it make sense, though, to you to have Broberg on his offside with Ekholm? Or would it be better to have DeHarnay with Ekholm? Oh, well, that's, and I talked about this a little bit on my live shows the last couple of days at the nation. And I think Broberg holds the keys to really being able to do this experiment with Bouchard and Nurse on the top pairing. Cause if Broberg comes in and through training camp, you're like, okay, he's looking a little bit better. He's taking a step forward. Ken Holland has said in the past that he doesn't mind Broberg as a right shot defenseman. I heard that from him leading up to the deadline even last year. I remember that. If Broberg comes in and they go, wow, we can trust this guy with top four minutes, he looks good there, then yeah, I think it's a no-brainer that you go Ekholm and Broberg and then why not try out Nurse and Bouchard and see if you can build the top four that way. But would I do DeHarnay and Ekholm? No, I think foot speed's too big of a problem there. Like we saw Ekholm in the playoffs really slow down and if this hip flexor thing is you know something you got to keep an eye on, and I just worry that duo can't, can't move strong well enough to be a top four parent. See, I think Big Diesel work, moves well enough, but you're right on Ekholm for sure. And um, I, I'm curious if, you know, like how many preseason games does he get in? Like I, I've talked to lots of veterans and they will tell you, you know, if they get into two, that's lots. Three, you can stretch to four, sure. But most of them are like, I would least like to get into two. And here we are. Ekholm's not playing tonight. He's not playing Friday. He's not playing Saturday. That, so that would only leave a maximum of three games. And I don't think he's going to play the final three. So at this point, best case scenario is Ekholm is going to play two games in the preseason. Yeah, I, I'm again, like, I'm just not worried about it. We talked about this last week when I was on with you. But, you know, if he's out of the lineup game one, then I'm worried about it. Maybe if he doesn't play a preseason game, you're going, ooh, is this maybe worse than we initially were led to believe? But I'll worry about the Ekholm thing when either A, he's missing regular season games or we're seeing him in the regular season and it's like, whoa, this guy is slower than he was in the playoffs last year. So I'm not overly concerned about it, but it does throw a bit of a curve into the plan of, again, Nurse and Bouchard looks great on paper and all of that. I worry about the way things slot. And if you can't get a clean look at what Ekholm and Broberg look like together in the preseason... Are you maybe a little nervous about rolling that out there on October 11th? I I still think Broberg has to beat out DeHarnay because DeHarnay sure. is the incumbent and he's the right shot guy. That's that's mm-hmm. just kind of how I see it. And so, you know what? The first game, both of them played at home. I, I didn't see Broberg infinitely better. I wouldn't even say I thought he was better at all. Like, I thought both were okay. Uh, Broberg had a decent game, not spectacular, uh, against Winnipeg. And, and maybe it's a little bit harder to stand out in that game or not. But, um, I, I still think Broberg is going to have to push him out. I know some people are like, yeah, but he's a, he's a first rounder and you got to invest in him. And I understand all that, but I think the orders are in win now mode and they're like, Hey, you earn ice time based on what you're doing now, not what you might do in the future or where you were drafted four years ago. Yeah, and I think that's similar to the Lavoie situation too, right? You're earning your ice time based on what you bring to the table on opening night. The only thing with Broberg is it's bleeper. Get off the pot. I don't know if I can say that on Sports 1440 Radio. Um, but, you know, like if... Well, you can say bleep, out, no problem. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, if he can't beat out Vinny DeHarnay in his draft plus three or plus four year, whatever we're in now, 
what are we doing here? Like he he's deadline bait at that point. Like if he can't make the NHL now, when is Philip Broberg ever going to make the NHL is my argument. Yeah, although I will say the orders are a good team. Like if you go back to Nurse and Clefbaum, they were just like, well, here, come in the lineup, please, because we have no one. Right. And yeah. um, you know, I know, you know, Vincent DeHarnay is not a household name, but Vincent DeHarnay is still a pretty decent player. Right. Like he last year, he didn't look out of place to me. Like, did he have a bad game against Vegas in game one? A hundred percent. But then in games two to six, I think it was the only regular not on the ice for a goal against. So um, I, I thought he bounced back well. And, and the one big advantage he has is just so big. He covers so much ground. Like Broberg's not a small man, but beside DeHarnay, he does look small. Yeah, and that's the one thing that that is always working in his favor, similar to, again, like the comparisons to Lavoie. The waivers are working in Lavoie's favor. The fact he is six foot four, and that's something that's pretty rare, and a winger who can shoot like that is working in his favor. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we're getting a little bit too carried away with the, ooh, can Broberg handle top four minutes and all that because he does still have to beat out DeHarnay for the job. You know, we're talking about Sutter or Peterson as the 4C, the chance that neither of them make it. Broberg, DeHarnay competing. How good of a chance do you think it is that they're just rolling 11-7 and seven on opening night and they just go back to doing that? Yeah, that's possible. It's very possible for sure. So um, we'll see. Lastly, as uh, it finally we'll see Stuart Skinner, him and Jack Campbell, there's six games remaining, right? Uh, they might each just get three each. Who knows if he'll go the full distance tonight or only 40 minutes. But where do you see that battle and how... Like, I think it's pretty competitive, right? Or at least to start camp and then whoever plays well. Like, I don't think Stuart Skinner is going to be given like an automatic, okay, this is a 50 32 split guaranteed. I think it, I think ideally they might want it closer to like a, a 43 39 type of deal. Yeah, I, I was lucky enough to sit in today at Rogers Place when uh, Frank was sitting down with Ken Holland and he picked Holland's brain a little bit about the goaltending and all of that. And Holland had a really good line about, you know, contracts have nothing to do with this. It's a meritocracy. It's who is playing the best. That's what matters. And similar to a way where Jack Campbell's contract last year did not just gift him the number one job for the entire year, the way Stuart Skinner played last year is not going to gift him the number one job this year. If through three games in training camp each, they're sitting there going, whoa, Jack looks way better than he looked last year. They're going to give him opening night. I don't think they would hesitate on night one in Vancouver to go with Jack Campbell between the pipes, which would be a very, very interesting decision. But also, we know that with Jack Campbell, some of the struggles throughout his career have been mental struggles, right? He gets in his own head a lot. If he goes in and is dialed in, dynamite for his three preseason games, looks awesome, and then you go to him and say, hey, we're going with Stu in game one because his crease to lose, I don't know. I, I just wonder if maybe you could really help the mental side of Jack Campbell's game by going, look, you played well in preseason. We're giving you game one. If you keep earning it, you're going to keep having the crease. I wonder if there's maybe something to that. Very possible. Ty, what um, what should order fans expect in the interview Frank had with Holland? He did both Holland and Woodcroft in the interview. Uh, they can expect to see Frank not wearing socks. He was wearing shoes with no socks. So that is one thing. Terrible. Um, <laughs> Terrible. I know. I was roasting him for it. Uh, but Jay Woodcroft had some really interesting stuff about the way he's adjusting his philosophy coming into the year. He had a great little uh, saying about the Oilers being an onion that I thought was interesting. And uh, Ken Holland also talked a little bit about his future and about what he's dreaming of at the end of this year. So a lot of good stuff, but it probably won't drop until early next week. Ty, have a good one. And uh, if you can un uncover the caramel secret known as a preseason lineup, let us know. Like yeah. uh, to me, there's nothing more ridiculous than uh preseason game number three and the Canucks aren't announcing their lineup and neither are the orders. Like I heard the Canucks aren't even landing in Edmonton till like five o'clock tonight. Yeah. Well, that's normal, right? That's when, okay, when yeah, go. that's what they do on uh, you know, Edmonton when they left to, to, to now, obviously there's no airport in Winnipeg, so you got to bus it. So it's a little bit longer, but usually you arrive about uh, two, two and a half hours before that's, that's usually kind of how it is for exhibition games. I thought maybe that was the explanation why yeah, we have no idea who's playing on no. uh, on the other side tonight, but that's, we'll find out. That's not it at no. all. It's, uh, it's ultra secret. Advantage. It's, it's very secretive, man. This is a really meaningful preseason game. Very meaningful. It's going to have a huge impact on the outcome of the season. So you don't want any lineups right. leaking out. God Only forbid. one team gets to come first in the preseason, yeah. Gregs. Yeah. God forbid the fans know who's going to be at the, playing for their teams.
Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, have a good one. That is uh, yeah, you, Tyler Remchuk from Oilers Nation. Obviously, I'm being facetious. The game isn't that meaningful. But it's the NHL, and they do some weird things when it comes to promoting their own game. <laughs> like, I, I don't get it. Your game starts in four hours and 20 minutes. And... The line now, Con. Did the orders announce their lineup? Did the Canucks? I see you're looking at your phone. Did something <laughs> well, just come out? Well, no, but I, I was going to tell you that the Lions Packers tomorrow night have already released their players <laughs> who aren't playing. So yeah. regular season versus preseason, but yeah, yeah the NFL is a little more ahead. You th- yeah, like which one's a little <laughs> bit more popular in the U.S.? Hmm, I wonder. Uh, we'll take a, a quick break. And, like, text, uh, hey, Gregory, you shouldn't get that upset about it. Well, but it, it's not me personally. I, I didn't even, and j- just for, to be very honest, I didn't go to the morning skate this morning because my son was uh, doing a cross-country race. And uh, usually those happen right after school, and I'm on air, and I never get to see it. But today it was at uh, 1030, and uh, I'm sorry. But uh, you know what? As a dad, I was pretty excited. I want to see him run. It was awesome. And uh, and I will say, pretty tough course. Like, the the, the finishing kick is uphill. For the cross country, I was like, "Good for jeez." There's, uh, there's no easy finishes nowadays. <laughs> so uh, it was great to see uh, lots of kids running. It was loads of fun, and uh, so I wasn't there, but I talked to guys who were there. And you know, usually if you're not there, you people are going to see who who's running lines and different things like that. And but it's preseason. Like, give me a break. Like, honestly, is it going to matter who's the fourth line? Is it going to matter who's the third line? It's going to matter who your defense pairs are. Like, ooh, Vancouver's going to change their game plan. They're flying in two hours before the game. This is really secretive. Like, it's just, I'm sorry, it's bad marketing. It's bad marketing by the NHL because Canucks aren't doing it. The orders aren't doing it. To me, the NHL, you set a standard. All the teams have to abide by. Don't give the teams the opportunity to do it. Just make it an NHL guideline. It's very simple. We'll return a huge trade Today, also, uh, we have a lot of guests. We have an Eric Christensen guest. We've had Colin Fraser. We've had Matt Green. Um, all of them incorrect so far. But the uh, question was, uh, third rounder who has a ring, nine or ten year pro career. I was actually incorrect. Ten year pro career. That's uh, who is it Wednesday? Coming up. Send in your guesses. 833-401-1440. And we'll talk about another major deal in the NBA next. 2.48 Wednesday afternoon on Sports 1440. It is the Jason Greger Show, also live on Orders Nation YouTube. Thanks for watching, uh, listening, uh, streaming the show, wherever you are. We uh, very much appreciate it. As always, brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. And coming to you live from the E-Well Studio, E-W-E-L. .ca, your one-stop shop for all your electrical needs. Um, we will get to our guest in a second, but it is uh, Who Is It Wednesday. Uh, gave you a few hints. A uh, 10-year career professionally. Uh, won a championship. Uh, was a third-round pick. Um, those were the first three hints. Uh, also won a championship in college. So I guess that's two-time champion. And... Had a svelte plane weight of 280 pounds. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So, who is it? Let us know at uh, 833-401-1440. As we now get to the NBA report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Or maybe you're like, you know what? I am sick of being hot. I'm, I'm planning ahead. I'm getting an AC unit. Well, you can do that right now. LegacyHeating.ca. As uh, we are joined once again by uh, Paul Sir, of course, uh, former uh, coach and player uh, in uh, Europe, understands uh, all levels, of course, uh, a major uh, contributor to uh, 3X3, former executive director of Basketball Alberta. Paul, how you doing, man? Couldn't be better, Jason. Now that I'm talking to you oh, back on the radio, this uh, is a, this is a thrill. I like I it, to, and I'm not lying, man. I like this it. This is a thrill. I like your picture too. Uh, very professional. You got the suit and the tie on. It's nice. Um, well, well, that'll change soon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of uh, being excited, man, Milwaukee Buck fans wake up and they they just acquired one of the best shooters in the game to go along with the Greek Freak up front, uh, like on paper. Paul, this seems like a pretty good match with Damon Lillard going to Milwaukee. My gosh. Uh, like you said, and, and not only a great shooter, but a great playmaker, a great scorer. Yes. And everybody who speaks of, of Lillard speaks of him highly as an individual, even though we only get snapshots of what seems to be a disgruntled player over the last couple of years. But I, I can imagine, it's, it, I don't think it's a stretch for any of us to look at somebody who's been loyal to his franchise, performing at the highest level year after year, but really and truly never having a shot to contend for an NBA championship. And now, along with Antetokounmpo, that becomes a very serious reality. A hundred percent. And like you kind of expected this trade was coming. Well, A, Damon Lillard said he wanted out. But even for a while, like he was the one guy where all the other big names had moved around or or, or there, a big name had acquired someone. He was the one guy that never really did that. And, you know, it makes sense now for them to make this trade. What do you what do you make of the return? Like It's hard to win this trade, but uh, do you th- do you feel they did OK? They did OK, uh, but I think it's uh you know, there's a term in insurance called churning, where you move your policy, uh, where salespeople move their policies from one company to the next so they can get the commissions year after year. It's kind of churning. It reminds me of other trades where you get some good pieces, but not enough to make you a much better team. Like maybe this will make them slightly better, but I, I, I think that Portland was in the no-win situation where they had to move him. Lillard was obviously disgruntled, not James Harden disgruntled. He would still come and play, uh, but he wouldn't get the best out of, out of Lillard like Milwaukee will get now. I, so I think Portland was in that kind of situation where they just had to make a deal. Miami was being very coy. They seemed to be the front runner for the past several weeks, but Pat Riley was not prepared to give up key pieces in order to get Lillard because Lillard's in his early 30s now. Uh, still has, if he can stay you know, healthy like he's been throughout most of his career, he still has a few real, real highly productive years left. So I think it's a win-win, with, but definitely more of a win for Milwaukee. And uh, what about Phoenix and all of this? They get rid of the big man. Well, I, again, with Aiton, I think you know people keep talking about that uh, frustrating word, potential, <laughs> but he, he's never really even, I think, come close uh, game in and game out to the supposed potential that he has. Like he has monster games and then he just evaporates for several games. He He's not a consistent force inside. So I'm sure in Phoenix's case, they're looking at somebody who, again, seems to be disgruntled, thinks he needs to be 
front and center, seems to think he's supposed to be the, the, the focal point on offense. But it's that old adage, though, if you want, if you want something, you've got to prove that you deserve it. And he hasn't proved that he's the he's first option at all. So he's probably more trouble in the locker room. Again, those are the rumors behind the scenes. And it was just important that they moved that they moved him out of there. Yeah, and it's really his position, right? Like, you know, outside of the Greek freak, it's not like there's many number one options who are centers in today's NBA. Like there's some big guys, Kevin Rant, but he's a shooter. Like he'll drain threes all over the place, right? There's so I look at Aiton and I'm just I think he's somebody who's gonna have to look in the mirror and say, Okay, what am I in today's NBA? If I'm expecting to be the number one option, I'm going to be disappointed all the time because I could be the number one option on a bad team. I can't be the number one option on a team that's going to win. 100%. And, and w- w- number one option at what yeah. is always my question. Like, what, what is he, what, what's his A game? Like, what's his go-to game? Like, you look at Lillard, and you can point to three things that he does extremely well. Catch and shoot shoot off the bounce, and get to the rim. Like, he's a complete scorer. You look at Aiton, his back-to-the-basket game is mediocre at best. His spot-up game, uh, catch-and-shoot from mid-range isn't bad, but it's not great, and he's not a three-point threat on a consistent basis. So I agree with you, Jason. It's like, you know, look in the mirror. If you want to be that guy, then be that guy. Don't mm-hmm. say you want to be that guy. And I think that I think that's what Phoenix was dealing with. Paul, sir, joins us talking uh, a little basketball today on the show. Paul, what do you make of the Raptors offseason? Not much. Um, <laughs> I, to me, it's a dud. Uh, I don't know that they've – I'm excited about Schroeder, uh, and I'm excited about their new coach. I'm really curious to see what they both will bring. I'm curious to see if the Raptors – like I've always felt Dennis Schroeder has played – with one of those, uh, you know how you see the athletes training, they get a rubber band around their waist and some trainers holding them back. Is there like resistance training? Yeah. I've always looked at Schroeder as that kind of player. I've always looked at him as being held back. And he demonstrated on the world stage this year by being the MVP in the World Cup that he deserves more than that. And I think the Raptors now with Van Fleet being gone, they're going to need more from him. So they have to let him go and live with some of the mistakes that he's going to make and looking at him as it's going to be much more of a net positive because he's a more dynamic player than Van Fleet was. He brings them quickness that Van Fleet didn't have as good as Van Fleet is. He didn't have that kind of explosive uh, end to end quickness like Schroeder has. So I think he's an exciting addition, but I, I I've been surprised again, Jason about, uh, the Siakam, it just doesn't feel right yeah. that Siakam's a happy guy. And I don't know if that's Pascal, if that's the organization, probably somewhere in the middle. And I'm still, I'm a wait and see guy on Scotty Barnes, whether he's the answer and your number one guy or not. This, uh, this will be an important year. So for me, I don't look at anything the Raptors have done in the off season that makes me think they're going to be uh, qualitatively better. Yeah. But, New coaching, new attitude, maybe maybe they can move Siakam. Maybe Siakam will find religion and come back and give him something. I think Siakam, it's got midseason trade written all over it. <laughs> You're right. There's the, the there's that plane flying over with the banner behind. Yeah. Right now, it just says he just can't stay. He, it, again, it's too Lillard-like. He's just not happy. No, no. And, uh, and, and he's another guy that, like, I wonder... Yeah, they won there, and, and he played great when he wasn't the main guy. He's not a main guy either, and uh, you know he he's a number two on a team, maybe a number three on a really good team. So that's kind of how I view Siak. Quickly before I let you go, uh, give me your thoughts on uh, uh, the Ploofs and the three x three domination. Well, the, the Ploofs and they are the the two best, Catherine and Michelle. Michelle and Catherine. I'll go in that order because they're so close. But Michelle and is you know the player of the year. Uh, Catherine's the second best player in the world. Uh, Paige Crozen, uh, Casey Bosch are great complementary tools. Our players with them, they like each other. And my goodness, what a what a tear! Uh, unbeatable down the stretch. And the thing that I love about them, Jason, is they don't just win because they're more talented. They win because they're better players and they're competitors. 
Like when you look at that victory for the championship against France, the defending champion, uh, that was a gritty, tough it out game won not by Michelle or Catherine, but by Paige with Michelle Hurt. And I haven't heard the results of uh, what her injury was yet, but it's a knee injury, and let's hope it's not too bad. But, uh, but boy, what, what Canada basketball was just, you know, it was like the uh, the stork flying over and dropping the ready-made baby in, in your lap and saying, here, go win a couple of world championships. No. Nothing but kudos to Michelle and Catherine and the whole team. And uh, El- Edmonton and Alberta can be very proud of it. I'm proud of them. They're not only great players, but they're much better people than they are players. So we're really, really lucky to have them from our city. Paul, good to have you back on the show, my man. We'll talk to you again next oh, it's week. great to be here. Look forward to it, Jason. There you go. That is uh, Paul, sir, our uh, weekly uh, basketball insider. That's brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. When we return, who is it Wednesday? So gave you uh, some of the hints. Uh, Third-round draft choice. Won a championship in college and as a pro, so two rings. He uh, also was a, what did I say, third-round pick. Um, played at, uh, at uh, sleek 280 pounds. Not bad. Also... Played both offense and defense. See if you can figure it out. Coming up next, live in studio, who is it Wednesday? After a Connor Halley Sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering. Your structural engineering specialist. Whether in the process of reno or building your dream home, BIE can help you out. Go to BIEENG.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 